missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957 The Rock app. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Since 2008, the morning sickness with Brian, Gene, and Shaw have been your wake-up specialists. Like old times, huh? Now it's time to take a look back. Go way back. It's the Monday morning throwback. Every Monday morning from the Sweet Stop and Sandwich Shop in Preston. Gotta get back in time, Shaw. And just like last week, we're finding out a little bit more about SRS. Uh Uh-oh. It's never good. Occasionally, we get little nuggets of information about you, Shaw. Little at a time. Rarely flattering. As Elaine would say, and another piece of the puzzle (laughs) falls into place once we find out tidbits about Costanza. I I, I was listening to this yesterday. I was thinking about it like a friend of mine had said something over the Thanksgiving break. You know, we, we had several years of our best of. On Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Shaw, and yep. one of those was the bacon thing, and they had never heard that. Oh, sure. And so they brought that up to me when I saw them over the weekend, and they said, man, how long has it been since I saw you? And I said, I don't know, a while ago. And he said, I was listening over Thanksgiving, and I heard Shaw's bacon thing. I never knew that. And <laughs> I said, yeah, it's really weird. And then I was listening to this uh, throwback, and we found out another little piece of information about your interesting personality shaw see if you can remember this i think this was 2011 what's okay. up shaw well i'll tell you what i was at the um, grocery store the other day okay. and it was a, it turned out to be a, a great day okay because you know those uh carts and they have the little numbers on them no no uh carts sometimes have numbers on them okay. shopping carts yeah shopping carts okay okay like a like a flag no, like it's just a little with a flag, like for beginning like shoppers. No, no, no. It's out? on the side. It's a little like two by three inch plate, and it says, you know, one six seven nine. Okay, get to the point of where you're lucky and awesome. I finally, after years of searching, okay, got the number that I was looking for. And so you legitimately look for a specific number? Yes. Wow, your shopping trips are for losers. No, I mean this is it's weird. It's just kind this of a, a joke thing. But, okay, so okay. what was your number? Zero zero seven. <laughs> 007. Like walking through the whole whole grocery store. <laughs> so in your head, the whole rest oh, of the show. No, not in my head, out loud. It's doing that out loud. I do remember that. Yes. 2011, I believe, Shaw, you shared with us your victory mm-hmm. at the grocery store. That for years you had been looking for the cart. Half-heartedly, but yes. Numbered 007 so you could... Cruise through the grocery mm-hmm. store feeling like James Bond. Singing the theme song. Yep. Singing it not to yourself, but out loud. Correct. Did you run up on people <laughs> in the aisles and say, shake and not stashed? <laughs> in the liquor department, yes. Miss Money Penny. Pushy galore. No? None no, of that? I, I should have, though. Have you found the 007 card since? No, because I think what's happened now is they've gone to four digits now, and oh. so... It's really kind of impossible unless you did zero 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 seven, but that would be different. So that's not double o seven. No, that's triple o seven. Exactly. Well, I'm sorry that your fantasy uh, was a one time only well, thing. It's okay Sean. though. But I'm glad you were able to live it out. Me too. That one time at the grocery store when you found the double o seven cart and you were able to just cruise through the aisles, yes, singing the James Bond theme <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> Again, another piece of the puzzle right there was Scott Robert Shaw. Together. The Monday morning throwback brought to you by the Sweet Stop and Sandwich Shop in Preston, the best little sub shop you've never heard of. Meatball Monday, if you want a hot, delicious meatball sub, that's the place to go. And if you want to hear the rest of that break in its entirety from 2011, go to the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com or on the app for the Monday morning throwback each and every Monday brought to you by the Sweet Stop and Sandwich Shop. I'm glad you were able to, to, to live a little yes. one day, Shaw. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. It's hard to resist the urge to make an explosive diarrhea joke here. Okay. Some guy in England recently showed up at the doctor's office with something stuck up his no-go hole. Rectum? 
damn near killed him. And, of course, he claimed it happened by accident, which is what they always say. One in a million shot, right, Jerry? One in a million shot, Jerry. What's up, Harry? The NASA flying oil on your anus, man? In this case, the object lodged inside him was an old World War II artillery shell. Mm. It was about two and a half inches in diameter, almost seven inches long. So he found a bullet, essentially. Yeah. And he decided to shove it up his ass. He claimed he'd been cleaning a bunch of junk out of his house when he found it. Then he put it on the floor. He slipped and he landed on it butt first. Was he naked? I would assume so. Uh, doctors or did were it rip able... through his pants? Right. Doctors were able to remove the shell. Then you know where I put my bombs on the floor. Realized it might be dangerous and called <laughs> it a think? bomb squad. Oh. Luckily, it wasn't anything that could actually explode. Right. And the man is expected to make a full recovery. He said bomb on an airplane. What's wrong with saying bomb on an airplane? You can't say bomb on an airplane. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Bomb, 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 bomb. Bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> Not technically a bomb, obviously, no. but... Uh, this guy's shoving stuff up his rectum mm-hmm. and uh, then saying it was a one in a million chance, Jerry. <laughs> it was a million to one shot, Doc. A million to one. You silly, Jerry. <laughs> Haven't gotten to that episode yet. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Stop shoving things up your ass. All right? It's a solid public service announcement right there. I get it. It's fun time. You know what I mean? Like, look, you get bored with the regular stuff, but just... Isn't there something with a string that you can throw up there so you can pull it out? Get some duct tape and duct tape some rope to that artillery shell before you shove it up your rear end. I was cleaning with my pants off, you know, just like regular people do. Right. I had put my artillery shell on the floor like regular people do. And then I slipped and fell and go figure it. It landed. Right up my ass. Just like regular people do. Stop lying, too. Everybody knows what you did. It's not any better if you lie. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we see these. Nobody believes you. No one believes you. I got a Buzz Lightyear shoved up my rear end. I don't know how I got up there. I fell down on it. Is there ever a time when that actually happens? When someone actually falls on something and it ends up there? I suppose maybe some rare case. No, it doesn't. Never? Okay. I had a, I I, I vividly remember this. There was a girl that I was dating in in like junior high school. And she had a 15th birthday party at her house. And her parents had this glass coffee table in the basement. And there was a girl that sat on it, and it broke. Ooh. The glass didn't go in her in her butt. It okay. went. It stabbed her through the cheek. It doesn't right. go in the in the hole. It just finds its own way. All right, I've seen it happen. It's just not gonna. It stop lying about it. All right, we all know you put it up there. Okay, you're not you're not saving any face here. Thought I'd get a discount if I. <laughs> Made up a story. Brian. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. Coming up a bit later on, some interesting facts about some of your favorite holiday movies. I know we've all been watching a few here and there, Shaw. Mm-hmm. Wife and I didn't watch any yesterday because the Patriots were busy beating the Bills last night on Monday Night Football. What brutal conditions that was. Yeah, man. The pregame... I. I, I'm watching the pregame. I'm like, why is ESPN putting these poor people out there? I'd be so pissed <laughs> right? as a broadcaster. I'd be like, no, no, I don't need to sit out here. Like, maybe for 10 minutes, all right? Maybe for the first break, I'm out here. I get it. It's what they do. But, like, look, man, I'm a broadcaster. I'm in the studio. I got heat. I'm supposed to wear nice clothes and look good. I'm on TV. Can we just stop with this whole thing? Instead, Maybe they had st- to sit out there in the 50-mile-an-hour winds. Dude, it was mm. brutal, and you couldn't hear them half the time because right. the mics were picking up so much wind that they were drowning out the uh, anchors. But, yeah, uh, Mac Jones, two of three passing for 19 yards, and they still <laughs> won the game. It was not Heavy a— ground game. It was not a It was not a fun game to watch. I mean, the end result was what I, I hoped for, Shaw, but— uh, we didn't watch any holiday movies because of Monday Night Football. Did you watch any uh, yesterday, Gene, or this weekend? Uh, no, no, not really. No. Shaw, any? No, we, we watched Home Alone uh, over yeah. the weekend. But, yeah, so uh, did we. We did, too. We watched Home Alone 1 and 2. Uh, the rest of them can go suck an egg. They don't count, as far as I'm concerned. There's like seven of them now. There's even a new one on Disney+. Plus. But, uh... Holiday movies, Shaw. We'll have some interesting facts about some of your favorite holiday movies a bit later on. And speaking of the holidays, putting up a Christmas tree in your bedroom can apparently improve your sex life. Huh. You want the science on it? Yeah. You ready? I think. Mr. Grinchmiser. Stop it. Mr. I don't even have a tree. I do too. Mr. I wait till December 24th to have my friends come over and put up my pity <laughs> tree. Is your tree up yet, Sean? Not yet. No, okay. it's not. Come on now. What are you crazy? I got a wreath, though, and it smells like Christmas in my house. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, he was very proud of himself yesterday. Where did you get the wreath from? There was a guy that had um, some trees and a, some wreaths uh, set up in the parking lot of uh, La Crescent Wine and Spirits over the weekend. So you were there getting some booze. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, look, a wreath. Okay, why not? Mm-hmm. Look at you, man. Did your heart grow three sizes that day? I plugged my Christmas lights in. What? Did some shopping. What? Oh, yeah, I'm ready for the holidays. What's going on? You got festive uh, beers and eggnogs and stuff over there now? Two Tom and Jerry's? Well, not yet, but, you know, we'll get there. All right. Hot toddies, any of that stuff? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Well, sticking a Christmas tree in your uh, bedroom can apparently improve your sex life. Bend over, I'll show you. (laughs) Uh, A store that sells trees commissioned a study. Go figure, right? So they're paying for a study, quote unquote, that found that more couples are putting Christmas trees in their bedroom to improve their sex life. I've never heard of such a thing. We don't have room in our bedroom for a Christmas tree. We barely got room for the furniture. Certainly don't have any room for Christmas trees or extracurricular either. activities. Mm-mm, mm-mm, uh, mm-mm. According to this study show. A little one, maybe a tiny little desktop one. Maybe, a, yeah, like a nightstand tree. I don't know. But uh, they claim that one in six couples are doing it this year because it provides a more romantic atmosphere. They say the pine smell is part of it, so real trees are better than fake ones. Mm-hmm. Just when I need more needles. Yeah. This time in the bedroom, going in my butt crack when I'm trying to sleep. Uh, a spokesperson for the company even offered up an explanation saying, quote, it connects us with nature and reminds us of our earliest ancestors who slept and made love outdoors. Okay. Yeah, me and the caveman. That's what I'm thinking about, <laughs> making love outdoors with the pine trees. I don't want a Christmas tree in my bedroom. We, we went a little bit further with the Christmas decorations this year. Normally, it's just the living room where everything throws up on. Uh-huh. This year, it went into the the, ma- the the main level bathroom that we have. Um, usually, the wife will put, like, you know, some sort of Christmas candle in there. But this year, we got a whole new shower curtain, a Christmas shower curtain and sh- Christmas shower, uh, like a bath mat or whatever. We don't even use the bathroom. It just is for when we have guests over, but uh, it's decorated now, Shaw, so. Congrats. But we still only have one tree, one one actual Christmas tree in the house. Unlike you, who has none. I have one. It's just still in my basement. Don't wait, man. They're gone. Like, I, the guy that we normally get them from, he's not even there this year. And, like, the there was a place. I forget which place it was, but we drove by one place. Oh, what's the one on 16? What's that place, the the nursery out there? Oh, oh is yeah. Is it bittersweet? No. No, no, no. The, pass the, it. Yeah. By the, where, the, yeah. where the Red Cross is. Trees that, today or something. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, we, I know we what you're drove, talking about. Well, I drove by last week and the lot was full of trees. Drove by yesterday and no I got trees. like 10. I got like 10 trees and they're all the crappy ones. I don't know if they're getting more or what, but uh, it's going to be tough trying to find a tree in the last couple of weeks here as we get closer and closer to Christmas. So good luck to you. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More, more, more. That time of year, Shaw. What time is it? It's the holiday season. Oh. And uh, Christmas movies. Each and every day, every night, all the time, on the weekends. So many to watch. I like to watch them multiple times. There are several that I I watch on specific days and nights, you know, based on when they came out, Shaw. And obviously, we don't watch Christmas Story till it comes out on uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. The 24 Hours of Ralphie. And then you watch it over and over again. Then we watch... That's pretty much the only thing we watch Christmas Eve through Christmas huh. Day. I got to watch The Ref. There's one I haven't watched yet. But uh seen most of them already. Scrooge a couple of times already. Christmas Vacation a couple of times. All the TV specials, you know, the Rudolphs and the Frosties. But uh, interesting facts about some of your favorite holiday uh, specials and movies, Shaw. Okay. Did you know, and I this should not be a surprise... But uh, BFM, Bill F. and Murray in the movie Scrooge. Did you know that he basically improvised most of his lines in that movie? I'm not surprised. He uh, has famously improvised lines in some of his biggest uh, hits, including Caddyshack and Kingpin. Uh, But uh, he and the director of the movie apparently did not get along very well. Mm. And uh, because of that, Bill Murray just sort of went ad lib on it and went a little off script. But it worked. It's Christmas Eve. It's not too late. Is it? Nope. What if you do this one with... Burning incense, <laughs> dancing around me, chanting. No? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bill Murray apparently uh, known quite well known for improvising some of his lines, and he ad-libbed quite a bit of his um, his uh, stuff in the movie Scrooge. And speaking of Bill effing Murray, BFM, he was, uh, I don't know if you knew this, he was in negotiations to play the lead in Bad Santa. Hmm. I can see that. Starring Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, but due to a scheduling conflict, the role went to, to Billy Bob. <laughs> and I think he did a... I think he did a much better job. 
Because I, I, I don't think Bill Murray would have been able to get to that point as as a bad... You know what I mean? Like, there's just a yeah. sort of... You know, Bill can be a rotten a person in a movie. You know, I mean, you watch What About Bob. You still Bob, want to laugh when you see him. Though. But you still love him. You yeah. still yeah. love Bill Murray. But Billy Bob, you're just sort of like, look Wait, at this scumbag. I do, I do not like him. But uh, speaking of the movie Bad Santa Shaw, here's something interesting. And this is just uh, a translation issue. But uh, the movie Bad Santa, obviously it's called Bad Santa here in America. But when you translate it in the Czech Republic, yeah. it's known as Santa is a pervert. <laughs> oh, His voice saying, that's right. You ain't going to SHIT write for a month. <laughs> the late great John Ritter as the mall manager and Bad Santa, Bernie Mac, late great Bernie Mac in that movie as well. And uh, Bad Santa. Uh, interesting facts about some of your favorite holiday movies, Shaw. You can find this, uh, by the way, on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. Your favorite movie, Shaw? It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas! Did you know that this movie was investigated by the FBI. No. You didn't know about this? I didn't. Uh-uh. Uh, so they they had a, a showing of, of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Uh, in 1947, the FBI then issued a memo about the movie being a possible infiltration by communists into the movie industry. Oh, my. An unnamed FBI agent who watched the movie, quote, identified what they considered a malignant undercurrent in the film. Ooh. It's two bankers going head-to-head, right? Mm-hmm. As a result of this report... The film underwent further industry probes that uncovered that those responsible for making It's a Wonderful Life had employed two common tricks used by communists to inject propaganda oh, into man. the film. They're going deep. Damn commies. Just trying to make a nice little Christmas movie about angels and wings and right? bells and stuff like that. But yeah, they got a they got a little memo issued by the FBI way back in the 1940s about It's a Wonderful Life. Hmm. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right... You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Again, these are some interesting facts about some of your favorite holiday specials. Grinch Stole Christmas. It's a must-watch. The original, right? Mm -hmm. There's several uh, remakes, if you will. There's the Jim Carrey movie. And there was another animated one that came out a few years ago. But you got to watch the original, right? Mm -hmm. Did Mm -hmm. you know that the reason why the Grinch is green is because the director uh, and animator, Chuck Jones... um, was apparently driving around in an ugly green rental car at the point uh, when he was making the uh, Grinch, and he said, you know what? This would be a perfect color for a Grinchy old dude who lives up right. on a hill and uh, is really upset at the Who's. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. So that's why he's green. I mean, if you have the book, the original book, he's like black and white with pink eyes, I believe, right? <laughs> he's not green in the original book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So uh, that's why he's got that green color. And uh, also, uh, speaking of The Grinch, did you know that it had a prequel slash sequel? No. Prequel slash sequel. Yeah, so it's called Halloween is Grinch Night. It came out 11 years later in uh, 1977, premiered on ABC October 28, 1977. Boris Karloff was dead by then, uh, was replaced by some guy named Hans uh, Conried. And Thurl Ravencroft was still alive at the time, so sang uh, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, singing vocals for the the TV special Halloween is Grinch Night, which is a sequel because it came out 11 years later, but it's actually a prequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas because mm. Halloween obviously falls on the calendar. The story behind the Grinch. Um, sort of, I guess, if you will. And uh, last but not least, Shaw, my favorite Christmas movie of all time is A Christmas Story. I love Ralphie. But did you know that his parents don't actually have names? In the movie? Ever. Yeah. You never hear their names. Huh. Um, huh. They're old Man Parker and, and Mrs. Parker, they have a last name, Mr. Ralph Parker, obviously. Right. But you never hear a first name. Uh, he doesn't call them by their first names, obviously. Right. There is a point in the in the movie, though, when he gets the lamp and he goes out in the street and he's talking to Swede, one of his neighbors, mm-hmm. about the major award. <laughs> and people think that he calls him Hal, but he says Hell. Oh. Actually, if you read the uh, the script. It looks like a lamp. But it's a lamp, you nincompoop. But it's a major award. I want it. Damn hell, you say you want it? Right yeah. There. yeah. Mind power, sweet. Mind power. People think he says, damn hell, you want it. But he actually says, damn hell, you want it. Huh. No name. Go to the IMDB page. Well, never thought about that. No names. Well, now you won't be able to... Think about anything else right. when you're watching it. I think I said that. Well, one last one shot, too, here. Just a little addendum. Uh, Red uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right? The classic. Mm-hmm. 
Somebody uh, apparently who worked for Rankin Bass, who did all of those specials years ago, back in like the what fifties and sixties, all those, you know, the Frosties and all yeah. those ones. Uh, somebody who worked there ended up with all of the puppets that they used to make Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and this woman apparently had him in her attic for years and years and years and years and years, and then brought him out at Christmas time, and the kids would play with them, and they just thought it was cool and didn't uh-huh. realize that hey, maybe. 60 years in the future, these will have a ton of value. Yeah. Well, apparently a bunch of them got damaged when they were up in this woman's attic because it was hot and they're made of um, plastic and glue and, and, you know, so they weren't taken care of. But uh, in 2006, I think it was the nephew of the woman who had uh, gotten these, showed up on Antiques Roadshow on PBS. And at the time, he had Santa and Rudolph, the originals, the ones from the actual cartoon, right? Or from the from the special, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy on the TV show quoted him eight to ten thousand dollars a piece, or, or for the group, for the two of them, okay. and, and then they were in bad disrepair. They just sold last year for three hundred sixty-eight thousand oh, dollars. How they, they got, get them well, repaired? They got, they got repaired. They got uh, fixed up. Somebody uh, got a hold of them and uh, re- restored them, and they're actually on on display right now at the Center for Puppetry Arts down in Georgia. Did you hear about this place? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's a Center for Puppetry Arts down in Georgia. And, uh, they, you know, everything from, like, the Muppets to Sesame Street, stuff like that. But they've actually got the original Santa and Rudolph on display. And it was just sold, I think, last year for, like, wow. $368,000. Crazy. But some interesting stuff uh, in regards to some of your favorite holiday movies and specials. Hmm. Check out that list on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com if you want to read more. Not awesome. Not great. The best is yet to come. Better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Do you know it's National Brownie Day? No. You like brownies? I do like brownies. Dude, Ken Cooper made a brownie years ago. I can't stop thinking about this damn brownie. Really? He It was super chocolatey and fudgy, the brownie mm-hmm. itself, uh, which I like. Uh, I prefer the almost not fully cooked brownie, you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to the, the cake-like brownie. Sure. I like them. Fu- and then Moist. he had some sort of like melted chocolate fudge inside mm. the brownies. And he brought them in, and I just, I have not been able to think about another brownie mm-hmm. since he brought those brownies in. They were the best brownies I've ever had. I've got a good brownie recipe. I'll, I'll have to make some and share one with Are you. Are you a center or a corner man? I'm a corner man. Really? You like the crusties, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm a just center a guy. Bit. Weird food. Admission, you ready for this? Yeah. You sure you want to share? Yeah. It's so. I'll get that center brownie. You know what I mean? I'll. I'll I, I won't just take it out of the brownie pan like without going. You know what I mean? I'll get you start to it. in the end and work your way in. Right. I'll get to it. I'm not one of those psychos that right. just takes the brownie out of the middle of the pan. But when I do get the center brownie with no crust on it. I ball it up like a meatball. I don't know why. I can't say. I can't stop myself from it. Sean. It just happens. It just happens. I, and I'm like, what are you doing? And, you know. And it's like I'm in the house alone, and I'm still sort of hiding it from people. Like, God, don't look why at me. Why am I doing this? I don't know. Right. But I can't stop. I just can't. I don't know what it is. It, it makes it moister. I don't know what the deal is with me. I'm I'm weird about brownies. But uh, on National Brownie Day, Shaw, uh, not a Guinness Book of World Records record yet. But a medicinal marijuana company in Massachusetts decided to celebrate by making the biggest weed brownie ever. Where's my duba jet? It's 850 pounds. It's massive. You got to see this thing. It's got 20,000 milligrams of THC. To put it in perspective, by the way, in case you're unaware of the THC stuff, a standard dose, usually 10 milligrams. (laughs) So that's like 2,000 brownies packed into one. It required 1,344 eggs. 81 pounds of flour. Took an entire day to make. It's massive. It looks like a big piece of brown concrete. It's giant. Apparently, they're going to uh, divvy it up for some smaller brownies, distribute them to medicinal marijuana patients in Massachusetts. But uh, congratulations. I'm assuming they're in touch with Guinness to have that thing put in the record books. That's a big-ass brownie. 850-pound brownie. Oof do damage on your plumbing if you're not careful. Yeah, I'm weird with brownies. I don't know. I'm sorry. Not the only food that I do weird stuff with, but uh, the brownie thing, I don't know what it is. I, I developed, obviously, as a child, and it's just gotten worse. Let's put on a show. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. 
But let's be honest. Shaw's the real star of the show. Stick it up the butt. One of them can have an entire conversation made up of movie quotes. I paid a fool. The other two usually have no clue what the f*** he just said. You like movies about gladiators. You love to party. I'll be back. Wednesday mornings at 8.15. Win Brian's morning show money. They're always after me, lucky charms. By playing, you're killing me, Shaws. You're killing me, Smalls. I want you to be nice. Until it's time. You're killing me, Shaws. Brought to you by GECU, the friendly credit union. How you feeling today, Shaw? I feel all right. All right, no Jean. No opinion from her. Mm -hmm. I guess we'll see. Her opinion, of course, doesn't matter. It's really about caller 15. 608-784-0957. Who's this? This is Brody. Brody, are you familiar with how this game is played? I am. All right, Brody, do you think Shaw's going to know the movie quote or is he not going to know the movie quote? I think he is going to know it this time. You think he is? You're going with yes? Yes, I'm going with yes. Ten bucks of my morning show money. What are you going to do if you win, Brody? Uh, throw it back in the pot. Oh, look at this guy. Right to the Rock Foundation? Yep. Wow. Again, I'm continuing to fund the entire <laughs> Rock Foundation, it seems. Every time we give away some of my morning show money, seems like it goes right back to the Rock Foundation. Last week's winner, by the way, donated the $20 win uh, to that Holman High School um, oh. store that they have. Yeah, that boutique. Yeah, the boutique, and we found a way to get the money. They don't have an online store, so we found a way to get the money to them. That's but, cool. Uh, thank you very much to last week's, I think his name was Kevin. Uh, this week, it's Brody. Brody Mine, Snoochie Boochies. Up for grabs, $10 of my morning show money. Listen closely, Shaw. I have a feeling that my money is going to the Rock Foundation. Mm. And in China, they never go to church. No religion, too? Recognize any of that? I think so. All right, listen one more time. See if you can figure it out. And in China, they never go to church. No religion, too? Are you familiar with that? Movie? I'm pretty sure, yeah. All right, Shaw, you want to take a stab at it, see if you can get it right? Uh, yeah, I think that was Forrest Gump. It was. On the anniversary of the murder of John Lennon, mm-hmm. a very funny clip of Forrest Gump showing up on the Dick Cavett show mm-hmm. and sitting next to John Lennon and telling him about his experience in China <laughs> playing ping pong. And uh, how they don't uh, have uh, any possessions, mm-hmm. and they don't have any religion too. And that's then, where that song came. That's from, where huh? the song came from. Was was forced. It's sort of like the rest of his his travels, right? Mm-hmm. He was an inspiration, right? Gets the mud on his face and wipes his face on the shirt, and it becomes the "Have a Nice Day" sticker. It hap- you know, poop happens, right? you know. Uh, but uh, I always found that that scene to be very funny, Shaw. When he's sitting next to Lennon. And mm-hmm. just amazing. I mean, you think of this movie. It came out in the, what, the mid-90s, I think? 94, yeah. 95, 96, somewhere around there. And uh, it it looked pretty accurate. You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. see him sitting on the couch next to John Lennon. But. It was well done. $10 again next week. Brody, thank you very much for donating back to the Rock Foundation. You're killing me, Shaw's, each and every Wednesday, courtesy of GECU, the Friendly Credit Union. The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness. It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have. Come on in to Al's Tree Barn. We've got the perfect tree to bring in the holidays and turn your cat into a tree-destroying violent lunatic. These trees are full, green, and built to be tipped over by a cat that has turned itself into a 30-mile-per-hour projectile. Crashing into that $800 TV you bought Black Friday shopping. Need a fake tree instead? Ours are pre-lit, so your cat can tear it from limb to limb, creating an electrical fire that can only be described as soul-crushing. But hey, cats, you gotta love them. Merry Christmas from Al's Tree Barn. Morning sickness, Brian and Gene here on 95.7 The Rock. And I got to be honest, Shaw, I was really, really, really worried about our tree and our cat. I remember that. But. It worked out, right? It's been a great situation. Our cat uh, wants almost nothing to do with the tree. Hmm. Uh, He's more interested in the tree skirt. Really enjoys the tree skirt. Likes to lay on it or? Um, Well, you know, it's, it's not. 
rubberized or anything on the bottom. So when he gets on it, it moves around, mm-hmm. and I think he enjoys uh, that. I see. Um, so, yeah, so you'll come home from work, and the tree skirt will not be nice and orderly. Right. It will be just a, a, a messy disarray of, of needles and, and, and all sorts of other stuff. Anyways, it, it, I'm, I'm happy that uh, the cat has decided mm-hmm. that the tree can stay and uh, doesn't need to be destroyed. Our cat leaves our tree alone, which is nice. You obviously don't have a tree yet, and you also... Don't have a cat. Don't have a cat, so you've got none of those problems. That's true. No distractions. You don't have to worry about anything. But uh, if you have a tree and your internet is uh, cutting in and out, it might be because of the tree and the tinsel. Really? Yeah. Do people still do tinsel? Isn't that dangerous? I I suppose with those uh, new LED bulbs, you don't have to worry about Yeah, they don't get hot. But obviously back in the 70s, Shaw, with those (laughs) glass bulbs that were, you know, basically a, you know, a, a... a mini Easy Bake Oven. You know what I mean? That's how they cooked those brownies in the Easy Bake Oven was Christmas lights. Right. You know, you put some tinsel on that thing. Next thing you know, you got a house fire. But uh, if you put your Christmas tree in front of your Wi-Fi router, it might not be good uh, for your uh, Wi-Fi uh, reception, especially if you've got tinsel on your tree. So that tinsel is distracting. Yeah, it is very distracting. Just go with the pole. Festivus <laughs> pole. Putting anything in front of your router can cause issues, especially big things like Christmas trees. Something that big can block the signal, wreck your internet speed. Mm. So if your tree is blocking your line of sight to your router, move the router or the tree. Lights and tinsel can make it even worse. When the radio waves your router pumps out hit tinsel, they bounce off and scatter, Mm. which can slow your Wi-Fi down. Same thing can happen with some ornaments. Uh, Plugging your lights and router into the same outlet also is not a good idea, according to experts, especially if the lights twinkle or flash. Mm. Having uh, the lights and the uh, Wi-Fi router in the same outlet raises the chances of your connection dropping out. So... Try to keep the two separate. Mm-hmm. Our router is downstairs uh, in the laundry room, so we're good there. No trees down there? No. Well, there, there's like a plastic. My wife's got a tree that she had from her parents. It's one of those 70s, like, fiber optic trees. Okay. The tiny little plastic ones, but that one doesn't get plugged in very often. Mm. Only when we're down in the basement. You should so. be good. Yeah, we should be all right. But when you put your pity tree up, Shaw... Mm-hmm. Just remember, uh, it might affect Keep your away from the router. Okay, got you, it. You got, is it all pre-decorated, too, or is it just lights? No, just lit. It's, and then you got to put the ornaments on? Yeah. All right. That's you, the fun part. You just have, like, seven or eight, or, no, or how do got, you? We've got lots of them. Lots of them? Okay. I was going to say, you got three kids and all those right? years. Old, you must, you know, pictures and stuff like that. So. All right. It's coming. When are you I when think are you we'll do it, it this weekend. What? Yeah, I think so. You are really. You know, there's going to be new snow on the ground, and we're going to be inside. and Really feeling the holiday spirit. Man, I like it. I like this version of the Shaw. Crank up some Christmas music Whoa. from KCLH. And- Whoa. Man, he's up over Feeling there. It. I'm going to start calling you Santa Shaw. <laughs> Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw giving you the best they've got. No, really. Christmas right around the corner, Shaw? Yes, just over you, two weeks. You do any shopping yet? I have, yeah. I've done quite a bit of shopping. You do any wrapping yet? No, no wrapping. What do you do with your presents? You hide them? Uh, right now, they're just kind of being stored on the sun porch until we can get to it. Your kids don't live at home, really, so right. you don't have to worry don't about to hide hiding it. Anymore. Mary, though, you don't have to hide her. Pre- is she Snoopy? Is she Snoopy? No, she's not Snoopy. No? Mm-mm. When I was a kid, I was very Snoopy. I was always looking for adoption papers because I, <laughs> I couldn't believe that my parents were mine. So I said, I got to be adopted. These people are terrible. I never found the never adoption. Found them, though, no, huh? I did not. I found a lot of stuff I shouldn't have found, uh, including guns. Um, and my Christmas presents, which were hidden under the bed, my parents' bed. Apparently, that was where they thought it was. <laughs> Nobody would find them there, right? Well, it's close to the ground. Guess who else is close to the ground? Yeah, the, ki- the kids. Oh, man, I got to. I, I, I think I was like six or seven years old, and I went to bed really early on Christmas Eve because I was like, if I go to bed early, I'll fall asleep, and then I'll wake up. It's like time. And it'll be know, Christmas, yeah. And it'll be Christmas because you don't realize how long it is when you're sleeping, right? You just sort of wake up, yep. and you're like, oh, I'm awake now. So I went to bed, and then I woke up, and I and it I, I didn't even look outside or anything. I just left my bedroom, and I saw the lights on in the living room thinking that I had. Just thought it was morning already. Yeah. Right, and I thought my parents had gotten up before me, which never occurs, obviously, when you're a kid on Christmas so I ran into the living room and I yelled, Merry Christmas! And my parents were sitting there on the floor wrapping my Christmas presents. Uh, and my dad screamed, Go to bed! Get out of here! And I got my ass kicked. But uh, popular Christmas present hiding spot uh, is not in the attic. 
like Chevy Chase, who, <laughs> you know, left some up there apparently. But uh, it's wherever you're first uh, going to look, Shaw. That's basically the deal. That's it, huh? If you're a parent, it may seem like you could hide your kid's presence inside the walls and you'd still come home. Right. And there would they'd be. find them. Yeah, they'd get an axe or a chainsaw or something. But uh, according to a new survey, the most popular place to hide your Christmas gifts is a bedroom closet. And the first place your kids look is the in. The bedroom closet? The bedroom closet, mm-hmm. Shaw. Uh, and the place where most gifts are found uh, commonly is, yes, uh, of course, a bedroom closet. So maybe somewhere else, maybe at work. A lot of people obviously uh, getting things sent to work uh, to avoid porch pirates. Right. You know, when you order stuff online. Uh, the second most popular hiding spot is in a spare room, followed by a coat closet, under the bed, trunk of the car, spare drawer or cabinet, basement, mm-hmm. garage, and the attic. So obviously all these places where hopefully the kids don't right. end up. Some tougher spots for them to investigate include another person's house. There you go, Sean. Mm, Maybe the neighbor. Uh, Outside, whatever that means. Maybe in the shed or the garage if it's detached. Uh, In a storage unit. You rent the storage unit. Just for presents? No. For your presents. 50% of people, according to this survey, say they've had gifts uh, they hid get found. While 50% of them also claim they've been successful at hiding gifts. uh, Or maybe they just haven't found the hiding spots yet. So, I uh, again, my parents went from... Hiding them under the bed to mm-hmm. somewhere else, I think probably at work, but uh, I found them very early. You were not to be denied. No, of course not. I wanted to know. I knew very early that there was no such thing as you know who. Mm. So uh, I was, uh, I was. Piece things together, did you? Yeah, well, I just, my, there was not a lot of fantasy or imagination going on in my house, Shaw. All mm-hmm. right, let's just leave it. There's a Got lot it. of reality happening okay. where I lived Got when it. I grew up. So uh, I was uh, aware of the reality of the situation. So I'm like, all right, well, my parents made it very clear that they were the ones that were providing me with the things I wanted, not some fantasy man (laughs) in a book, okay, that came in a sleigh with a bunch of reindeer. They did not want me to have that fantasy. They wanted me to know that they worked hard to provide me with the transformer. This is a life lesson. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Guess who got charged rent when he was 14 and he got his first paper out? Oh, that'd be you? Yeah. So, uh, again, I, I lived in reality, Shaw. I didn't live outside of the realms here okay but uh <laughs> all too real yeah a little bit too real at my house a little bit but that's okay Shaw. made me a better person look at me now look at you go <laughs> top of the world but maybe ha- find a new place to hide those christmas presents Shaw. apparently hiding them under mm-hmm. the bed or in the bedroom not closet is not good enough if you got kids and they're gonna snoop man that's what oh, they yeah. do they, they want to find them they know they're in there you're listening to the best of the morning sickness more 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 we watched, what the hell did we watch? Oh, we started watching a, uh, Santa Claus last night. Tim uh, Allen. Oh, yeah. He uh, becomes Santa Claus after he kills Santa when he uh, falls off his roof. Hashtag spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be honest, that movie came out in, like, what, the 90s? If you haven't seen it yet, then that's on you, not me. Uh, but he becomes Santa Claus, and then they made a bunch of sequels. I don't really like it. My yeah, wife it's not does. my favorite either. I just sort of... Eh. I'm not a big Tim Allen fan, generally. but I like him. I think he's funny. I enjoyed Home Improvement. Uh, some of his stand-up stuff was funny. He was uh, pretty good in some of the movies. He's got a... What is it? Uh, he's got a movie... I think it's called Average Joe or Regular Joe or Joe okay. Regular Joe Average or something like that. And he he ends up learning how to fight because he's a... Put, you know Putty from Seinfeld? yeah. yeah. He's, like, bullying him at work, so he, like, gets beat up in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and then he has to learn how to fight, and it's, I don't know, I always liked it. Anyways, uh, he's in the Santa Claus. It's definitely not on my list of uh, of top holiday movies, Shaw. If you had to name your top five, do you think you could right now? Mm, I don't know. I'm not, I not guess. necessarily in any order. I mean, you know how I feel about It's a Wonderful Life. That's that's probably your number one? Yeah. It's one of my favorite I'm movies overall. everybody. Um, obviously, Christmas Story is on the list. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christmas Vacation probably oh, yeah. makes, three. The, makes the top of the list there. Yeah. Um, Classics. Yeah, and then are we going back to like some of the old cartoons, like the Frosties and the... I wouldn't consider those movies. Those right. are specials. Those I, mean, that's, are... I would agree with that, yeah. I, I, I put them in a different category. You have to watch them at, at the holidays, but uh, I wouldn't put them in the movie category. Uh, maybe Home Alone on the list. I'm, All right. I'm not really? Sure. Look at you. I think there's some fantasy uh, going on there, like some... Some I wish that happened to me fantasy kind of, you know what I mean? Like for a lot of us, like what would I do if my parents had actually left Mm -hmm. me home for a week or two while they were on vacation and I had to fend for myself when I was what, six, seven, eight years old, whatever it was that Kevin was. But uh, there you go. You got four. Another one. One more. Maybe fill out the round out the top five. Uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, you know, that's classic. The original? I don't know if it's it's top five for me. Scrooged maybe? Oh, Scrooge. Sorry. Thank you. There you go. Bill Murray. Yeah. That's high on the list. That's probably 
three. Scrooge, you'd be surprised. Scrooge did not make my top five. Really? Yep. I thought you loved that movie. I do love that movie, mm-hmm. but it didn't make my top five. I, I do love it. I watch it every year. That's not to say it's not an awesome movie. But uh, my top five uh, consists of all of the classic Shaw. And uh, right outside the top five is actually number six. And that's The Ref. That's the movie we're mm-hmm. watching tonight. We didn't watch it last night, even though I wanted to. But tonight, The Ref is going to be on, and I'm watching that. If you don't mind, The Corpse still has the floor. I don't care <laughs> that Kevin Spacey got canceled. I'm still watching The Ref. It's a hilarious movie. Dennis Leary at his best. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Number five on my list is uh, Home Alone, Shaw. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> Can't go wrong with uh, with John Candy. Uh, you know, polka, 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 the Kenosha kickers. <laughs> the, in the back of that truck. Very, in the U-Haul truck, small part right. of that movie that gets forgotten, but I love that That's that whole scene when he's trying it's to... It's classic. Try, trying she's to, trying to get back to her son. And, she doesn't care. He's trying to convince her who they are. We had a couple hits back in the 70s. And, but uh, number, number four on my list of top five is uh, Christmas Vacation. The lights, I mean, everything about it uh, is great. You know, having the in-laws over and having to deal with them and... I'll give you a whole quarter if you rub my bunions. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. You've got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. Oh, 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 wasn't talking. I was talking to Elaine Bennis, actually. If you have people in your life who don't quote that movie... Find new friends Re- repeatedly over the next couple. Of, then you got to find new friends. Yeah. Or if they don't know the quotes, then you got to get rid of them. They don't belong in your life. Uh, number three on my list, Shaw, is a movie that's been long debated whether or not it is a Christmas movie. Uh, but it is. You're going Die Hard. Now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho! Mm-hmm. The Christmas tape on his back right at the end. The Christmas party. The Christmas. Be- I mean, yeah. it's a Christmas movie. Yippee ki mother. Oh, give me John McClane every day of the week and twice on mm-hmm. Sunday. It ain't Christmas until I see Hans Gruber falling off the Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza building. Right, Shaw? Yep. That's number two. And uh, number, uh, oh, no, that was number three. Number two on my list is a movie you forgot, Shaw. Elf. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color for this town? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Dude, that movie's almost 20 years old. It came out in 03. How did Elf get so old? Right. And he turned down, what, like $25 million to do a sequel? Wasn't that the deal? Yeah, I, I don't remember the dollar amount, but it was big money. Can you imagine being so rich you could afford to turn down $25 million? <laughs> you could just make a different movie and make $24 million. I guess. And then number one on my list, Shaw, is uh, the uh, the all-time classic. It, it was soap poisoning. Soap poisoning, Ralphie. <laughs> I have rules, though. I've told you these. I only watch Ralphie for the 24 hours of Ralphie mm-hmm. on TBS and TNT, and then that's it. Don't watch it any other time. We don't watch it in the weeks leading up. We don't watch it afterwards. Just save that just, one. For just you. save it. And we watch it several times over the course of those 24 hours. My top list uh, is online on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com if you want to read through it. What's interesting, though, is that uh, Die Hard didn't uh, show up as the favorite in any state in America, huh. according to a, a, a look at some Google data. Polar Express is the most popular, apparently. Yeah. Top choice in nine states. I hate that movie. I don't hate it, but certainly not my top five. I've I've seen it, and I'm just like, eh. The animation's weird. Mm -hmm. I just don't. And maybe I'm too old when it came out. It just doesn't, uh, I don't know. It's too too nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Home Alone, Elf, and The Christmas Chronicles? Boy, I don't even know that one. I don't know that one either. Tops in seven states. Last Christmas, the big winner in six. Uh, a Christmas Story, however, only had one state where it was the most popular Christmas movie, according to some recent... Is it uh, Ohio? West Virginia. Hmm. A Wonderful Life, only uh, in Vermont, Shaw. So oh. you have to move. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, very strange to see this list. You can check out the list and my top five list uh, on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. No shortage of great holiday movies, though, Shaw. I'm glad to see we agree on most. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You're listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. found out earlier this week that you are uh, kind of feeling the holiday spirit this year. Yeah, that's true. You uh, are going to put up the tree this weekend. I think tomorrow. Which is uh, usually a week or two earlier than you normally do, right? Uh, Maybe a week earlier, yeah. You've already done some holiday shopping. We have. Which is shocking. 
We got me. a wreath, plug the lights in. Man, you put you on really some Christmas are, music. You're Mr. Christmas. I know. Well, if you are uh, going to be heading out this weekend to do some more holiday shopping, here are some tips for keeping your spending in check. Number one, don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're not worth it. Right? They aren't. You could uh, make a donation to the People's Fund in their honor, right? Isn't that the deal? Yep. Uh, no, seriously, though, uh, some tips for keeping your spending down during the holiday season. And this uh, is on anything. doesn't necessarily have to be out buying presents. It could be just spending money in general, Shaw. Okay. Uh, but if you're going shopping, make a list as opposed to yeah. just saying... I need to pick up a few things, and then you go out there, and, oh, I like this. Oh, I like that. Right. This is in the cart. That's in the cart. Oh, yeah, I need one of these. Guy. You are a list guy? I am, yeah. Write down everybody you need to buy for instead of just purchasing impulsively, uh, impulsively uh, when you see a deal on something they'd like. Uh, think about purchases in terms of hours worked. Mm, that's a good idea. That's an interesting uh, yeah. concept there. How little, many hours do I have to work to be able to afford this? Yeah, a little difficult. Maybe uh, some forethought as opposed to afterthought here. Uh, if you work a normal 40-hour-a-week job and you make 60 grand a year, your hourly wage is right around 30 bucks an hour. Try keeping that hourly rate in mind when you're shopping. $100 gift card will cost you more than three hours at work. Are they really worth it, Sean? Mm-hmm. Good question. Are you really worth three hours of my time? Grandma, I don't think you're worth it. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> right, Shaw? Uh, this is for online shopping. Turn off one-click ordering. So when I go to Amazon, because yeah. I'm a Prime member, I can just say a click buy, and then it automatically happens, right? Okay. I don't I don't get a second screen that says... Fill in your information. Right, or are you sure, you know, one of those... Uh, internet makes holiday shopping super convenient. Obviously, they want you to buy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also easy to get carried away with impulse purchases, especially when there's only one-click ordering. Oh, I like that click. Oh, it's getting sent to me now. Then you can track it, right? right. And then you'll really like that part. But if you turn off the one-click ordering, if it's possible, Shaw... Might give you a chance to rethink that third point. Uh, these are some tips for keeping your spending in check over the holidays. Wait a day before buying. Now, obviously. So think about it. Right. But obviously in this world with the supply chain and the issues that we're having, Shaw, it might be a little difficult. If it's the only one yeah, on the you shelf. you might want to grab it while it's there. Right. If it's the only one on the shelf, might be uh, might be in your best interest to grab it when it's there as opposed to waiting. But if you can give it time, especially shopping online, Shaw. Maybe leave the items in your cart, wait a day before you're checking out, then you give yourself some time to think about it. Maybe you find something else that they might like that might be cheaper, right? Uh, And last but not least, Shaw, some tips for keeping your spending in check over the holidays. Unsubscribe from email newsletters. Yeah. Man, I get so many of these free. I get like two, three, four of them a day Mm -hmm. from the same company. You know, like, hey, save 20% in our shop. Hey, use this code and get 20%. It's ridiculous. Every retailer you've ever bought from, uh, comes out of the woodwork during the holiday season, Shaw. That's why they want your email address yep. or your zip code Sorry, or whatever. So they, want a, they want a blood donation. They want your firstborn. You know, they want mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, it's usually to try and entice you uh, with a deal. And unsubscribing from those emails will help reduce the temptation to there spend money. I just delete them. Mm-hmm. I delete almost all my emails. I don't like emails. I like them. I like having emails because I like to communicate that way. It's a very non-intrusive way to communicate with someone. But I also like to delete emails, you know what I mean, and have a clean email box. Mm -hmm. I don't like emails that linger, if you know what I'm saying, Shaw. I do. But there you go. Some tips for keeping uh, your spending in check during the holiday season. Not awesome. Not great. The best is yet to come. Better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. It's Friday. The weekend's here, and you're looking for something to do. Check out three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Three, of course, is one more than two. See more on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com or on the free 957therock app. It's the it is, in fact, the weekend. It's also National Lager Day today, Shaw. L-A-G-E-R? Yes, mm. as in delicious, crafty lager beers. I've been enjoying one from Three Sheeps called Armchair Quarterback. It's a copper lager. Is that the one that I had? Yeah, yeah. When I was at your house yeah. for Thanksgiving? Yeah. It was uh, delicious. I, I thought it had a little coffee. Uh, it, it's got some, it's just a little sweetness to it. Yeah, I can't quite yeah. identify it. wasn't it. too bad. But uh, National Lager Day, so we're going to talk beers. Obviously, uh, tomorrow there's a beer thing going on. We'll get to that. But three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend, starting with today slash tonight. Recovery room, sports pub and grill. Love that place. Mm-hmm. Great food, by the way. Yep. Uh, and tonight they're having a Froth Bite Taster's Eve event. 
Grab yourself some Din Din or some appetizers when you get to the Recub over there on, what is that, 7th Street? I what's think, the, what's the intersection there? It's a weird little side street by Viterbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 7th Street is where they're, uh, where they're located. Uh, they're going to have Titletown Brewing Company on hand with their Dark Helmet and 400 Honey Ale. And you get a free pint glass, nice. which, I, which I don't need, uh, <laughs> while supplies last when you buy a pint of Titletown beer. Uh, the Frothbite Taster's Eve event is tonight from 6 until 8. And again, you can find out more about that on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com or at aroundrivercity.com. Tomorrow, bright and early, Shaw, before you head down to the center for the Frothbite, why don't you head over to Mary Mother of the Church for the annual cookie walk? Oh, it's that time again. Dude, 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., cookies by the pound. Go early for best selection. Oh, yeah, you want to get there early. The krumkakas go fast. All of the really delicious cookies made by those grannies. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So many to choose from as well. They've also got candies, breads, pies, handcrafted items, and more. Hourly raffles, door prizes. It's the Cookie Walk at Mary Mother of the Church in the Parish Hall, 730 until 1 p.m. You can find the info on that, again, at aroundrivercity.com or on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. And as I mentioned, Frothbite, first ever Beer and Bites Festival down at the Lacrosse Center. If you like between the Bluffs, Beer, Wine, and Cheese Fest, or Craft Beer Night at Oktoberfest, and this is your jam. It's an indoor version. Indoor version with wintry beers, which I like, Shaw. Obviously, you know, when you go to Between the Bluffs, it's in April usually, mm-hmm. so you're getting sort of those uh, summery beers start to appear. But this is going to be beers and ciders and seltzers, and they're going to have over 40 different breweries, a whole bunch of different bites from a bunch of different vendors. There's going to be a VIP um, uh, time slot from 2 until 3. And then the GA, the unwashed masses, if you will, is from 3 until 6. There's going to be hammer slogging, axe throwing from the Driftless Axe and Arcade. There's going to be a cornhole tournament to benefit the Children's Miracle Network. And there's going to be some live music from Chiba, Cheech and Chuba. Nice. Getting together, doing the damn thing. Tickets are still available online, or you can get them at the door if they're still available. Go to the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com for more info on that event. And last but not least, three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Sunday morning, you got that hangover. Hashtag Sunday Funday. You want to get it started with a good base. You know what you got to put in your gut, right, Shaw? All you can eat breakfast. Mm, who's doing that? They're uh, doing that at the American Legion Post 51 in West Salem. 8 a.m. until 11 a.m. You can enjoy pancakes, eggs, bacon, snossages, biscuits and gravy, oh, man. taters, made-to-order French toast, made-to-order waffles, and more. And that's from 8 a.m. until 11 a.m. at the American Legion Post in West Salem. All-you-can-eat breakfast. Three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. You can find it online, Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. Uh, somebody texted in and said the recub is 7th in Mississippi. There you go. Yeah, I knew there was a weird... Li- it, the weird thing is the side street kind of comes to an end because the turbo's like mm-hmm. right there behind There's it. There's a dead end back there. Um, but thank you for the uh, heads up. <laughs> By the way, uh, a lot of other events happening in the area this weekend. You can find many of them at aroundrivercity.com. And if you've got an event coming up and you want to see it on that website, you can submit it for free, Shaw. Nice. Super easy to do. Share it with everybody. Yeah, let everybody know about your event. If you've got a cookie walk coming up or if you've got a beer thing coming up that you want people to know about then put it at aroundrivercity.com mm-hmm. we'll tell them about it missed it download it this is the morning sickness podcast i love it it's brilliant at 957 therock.com and the 957 the rock app